This program contains subject matter that may not be suitable for all viewers. Viewer discretion is advised. gentlemen uh welcome to the show welcome back it's sunday evening uh you know where we're at we're getting things situated here just let everybody trickle on in uh glad all one of you could join us uh you know it's the uh it's on air with jer you know that's how things go here uh it's sunday night and that's uh that's the regular time, Sundays at 9.30. You guys know where to find us. It's at 9.35. We have been MIA, that means missing in action, for about three weeks now. So uh, I miss doing this. I miss hanging out and doing this. You know, even if I just talk to myself, you can always take the recording throw it up on YouTube. Uh, on Air with Gerald, one word. You can see all of our past episodes there. So if anything happens to me, you have my legacy live on YouTube. Uh, lots to talk about, obviously. Three weeks of catching up on. Uh, you know, a bunch of news, a couple news articles uh, that caught my eye throughout the weeks. I got a bunch of questions that I saw on the internet. Uh, a bunch of the little metaphorical things I went through through the week. And uh, we're going to have to start our, uh, our movie minute a little early. Um, a little early because there's a lot to talk about. We got San Diego Comic Con going on this week. Uh, which is international, so it's uh, it's like the biggest Comic-Con you'll hear about. Uh, all the studios are there. All the news is there. If you want anything, the latest and greatest, uh, that's what's coming up. So in that movie minute, we're going to talk about uh, big movie events. you got Marvel Marvel movie, uh, Marvel Studios Phase 4 coming out. An interesting new uh, Star Wars Episode Nine theory that uh, we're going to get to eventually. Uh, so we are live from San Diego, California. Uh, in our studios here in California, um, chatting. Let us know in the chat if you guys uh, how the audio is. If you guys have any issues, can you hear me? Um, like I said, it's it's three weeks. We're 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 stretching. We're working the joints. We're working the joints, and we're going Billy Blank, Billy Billy Banks, Billy Banks. I think that's the guy. Uh, he was the guy who did the Tybo. Uh, who apparently still makes videos. Uh, we're doing that and getting the rust off here. Uh, we're getting things situated and familiar with each other. So let us know in the chat if you guys have anything to say. Uh, I hope it is working. Uh, just write literally anything in the chat if it's working. So we'll see what's going on here. Uh, do you guys have any uh, any new stuff? Any new things coming up this week? Maybe you saw a little, little story caught your eye. Maybe there's something you're super excited about. And I do ask if you're excited about some movies, keep it to the very end. Uh, we're going to get there. We're going to talk movies because, like I said, it's a big, 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 big week. And we got actually, instead of the normal three trailers, uh, we're going to go through four. They're not very long. Uh, if they are, I'll either condense or skip. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. So, um it's tough again. I'm 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 going solo on this episode, but that's that's cool. That's cool, you know. Solo's cool. It's easy, easy to talk to you guys about. Uh, lately, what's on your summer jam playlist? So, uh, this was just a you know one of those what if questions uh, thrown out there onto the interweb, and they said you know hey these are the top songs in whatever country, 
Uh, maybe your your jam's a little different. I don't really listen to the radio because I'm not a huge fan of the radio music. Uh, so I throw on some uh, some you know whatever I'm feeling, whatever I'm feeling. Uh, right now, if if we're talking about what's on my summer jam playlist, uh, it's um, you know you wouldn't be surprised. It's just like movie music. We watched a movie called The Bomb on Netflix. Uh, very interesting. Very uh, trancey. It's very artsy. It's probably the closest thing. Uh, in regards to art that I would get when watching a movie. Uh, so I do recommend if you, after you get some fresh air, uh, go out and check uh, the bomb out. But I'll talk more about that stuff on the movie minute. We get plenty of time for that. Um, for some reason, uh, there's a song called Dreadlock Holiday. Uh, that's really been uh, cycling through my, uh, my playlist here. Uh, so let me see if I can get this up and running for you guys, and uh, we're gonna listen to. We're, you're gonna you're gonna say, "Oh, I know this song," um, because it's one of those uh, you know you hear it, you get it stuck in your head, but you don't remember the name of the song, or maybe you never heard the name of the song. Um, so it's pretty common. I'm just trying to get to the chorus here, so I can tell you guys what it is, and when we get it. When we get it work, so when when we get there, I will uh, we'll we'll have a listen to it, and you guys can say this is this is my uh, summer jam playlist. It's very summery. It's got that reggae vibe. Um, so you know, it reminds me of warm tropical weather. Nice, you know, just a beer in your hand, a cerveza. That's not what they call in Jamaica. So pretty common song here. It's it's summery, right? I mean, I think you guys can agree with me. Uh, pretty summery vibes, you know. Um, so this is this is definitely the soundtrack to uh, my my summer music so far. So let me know what's yours. What what song are you listening to uh, that you guys got on repeat that you know um, you just can't get out of your head, or you just you know you enjoy listening to it and you listen to it on repeat. It's the it's the song of your summer. Uh, and don't say my voice was the soundtrack of your summer because I I will I will have somebody sue you. Uh, I'll find somebody to sue you. So that's just a just a little icebreaker, you know. You call them a little icebreaker, it just just cracks the ice, and then then the rest of the conversation uh, pours through. I think that's why they call it an icebreaker. It's because you get that that layer of ice that you know you can stand on and you like say hey in the, the hall. That's like the thin layer of ice. But once you break through that, it's just like it's an endless, an endless pit of, of conversation that you can get into, and that's why I'm here, uh, just to just to open up that endless wave, endless pool of conversation that we love to have here on air with Jer. So if you guys have any thoughts at all, don't forget, don't feel free, don't hesitate to put it in the chit chat, and uh, you know, we get the conversation flowing. As always, I'm drinking from my on air with Jer. Merchandise. <laughs> this merchandise still is not uh, available for purchase. Um, all two viewers, maybe. If I had more than two viewers on a regular basis, cool. Uh, I'd have some merch, but we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, this is actually, I think, episode sixteen or seventeen of On Air with Chair. Uh, so um, again, we're live from San Diego, California. I don't like reggae. I hope I don't get sued for that. Oh no, I love it. <laughs> so we're just we're just waiting for some some folks to trickle in here and we get the chat a little more live and active. 
I meant to ask you, I oh, probably did ask that already, so I'm going to skip that one. Uh, what food reminds you of being a kid? For me, uh, if I had to put it into one food, I'd say um, every time I take a bite of like a certain kind of pepperoni, uh, I'm reminded of uh, a cottage we used to go to when I was a little kid. Stop going there. Jesus. 10, 15, 20 years ago. Uh, I feel really old right there uh, saying that. Uh, so if I had to pick a, 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 you know, a, a food that reminded me of being a kid, Frosted Flakes and Corn Pops, for reason, some reason, uh, my brother, all he would eat is, is Corn Pops, and I don't know why he wouldn't eat you know, Cheerios, he, well, he used to eat Tiny Nut Cheerios, but it was, it was nonstop corn flakes, or corn pops, rather, uh, they're the little yellow balls, and, uh, every time you bite into it, like, some of them will be really hard, uh, like, t like, uh, you know, to, they'll be crunchy and, and uncomfortable to eat, um, that's just something that reminds me uh, of being a kid, uh, producer, welcome to the show, producer, you are, uh, our most loyal fan, and obviously we couldn't do the show without you. Uh, the producer chiming in here says schnitzel and buttons, German dumplings, uh, always at my grandma's house. Uh, yeah, that's fair. You know, a lot of kids eat at their grandma's house, and uh, that's where they develop their taste. That's where I develop my taste for uh, pierogies, cabbage rolls. I ate as like a six-year-old kid. I was eating cabbage rolls and pierogies. Not many kids will do that. Uh, but that will always remind me of being a kid, uh, no matter what. So usually it's stuff from childhood uh, that reminds you of, be <laughs> of being a kid. I didn't think that one through before I said it. Uh, yeah, the producer, you know what? I'm all for pierogies tomorrow. Uh, Littlefoot Foods in uh, our Windsor, uh, near our Windsor Studios, actually has uh some really good pierogies i'd love to try the enchilada pierogies again if you're in the windsor area uh definitely check out little foot foods it's not gonna break the bank uh it's pretty good stuff uh so yeah definitely uh pierogies are for me uh one of those childhood memories uh, a lot of people it's it's candy um for me it's those those fun dip sticks where you they're the rectangle packing you rip open and there's two packets of pure sugar which i don't know how our parents let us eat and then a, a stick made of condensed sugar and you take the condensed sugar you lick it you get the powdered sugar and you eat that and then you're probably wired for like 34 days uh, or something that's probably why i have heart problems is <laughs> because my parents let me eat fun dips when i was a little kid um so yeah that that stuff reminds me of being a little kid uh, my mother always ate uh, licorice twizzlers licorice so every time i'm you know <laughs> every time i walk by the couch and she's eating it every single time i would go by back or forth uh grab a piece of that uh that licorice and, and enjoy it so that's uh, that's reminds me a lot of childhood i'd love to get to know like to hear some of our viewers just let us know um what reminds you of being a kid just just Blur it out. Is it is it those wax lips? Is it uh, meatloaf? Meatloaf reminds me of being a kid. Uh, probably not the most. Um, those red, white, and blue uh, rocket. Uh, uh, what do you call them? Popsicles. Those remind me a lot about being a kid. So, but anytime you guys want to chime in, uh, don't don't uh, don't be afraid. Let me know. 
Those pink and purple pieces of sour gum. Yes. Oh, who was I talking to? I was talking to someone um, a little while ago, and I don't remember what those are actually called. Uh, I think they're called sour chews. Uh, if you can find a picture of that, by all means, send it to me because I'd love to know uh, what those are called so I can go to Bulk Barn and buy them. Definitely something that reminds me of the little, they were in the vending machines that my brother found a, a fix for. Um, since we're feeling a little nostalgic, uh, I like nostalgia. Everybody likes nostalgia because there's always something to talk about. Um, and nostalgia works if you're, you know, you're born in, in the, the, the 50s, 60s, 80s. Uh, the new millennium or you're born 10 years ago there's always something to talk about uh, for example 10 years ago in 2009 geez I don't know what happened in 2009 nothing crazy uh, but you know there's always something that people can relate to um, so uh, my pieces of nostalgia and, and I'm pretty sure you guys can relate to this and, and a lot of people I feel like maybe uh, between who are in grade school between 19, maybe 90, and uh, 2010 when p kids stopped reading books. But the Scholastic Book Fair, uh, now there was two two different kinds. There was the Scholastic Book Order, uh, which was actually like a, a folded in half piece of paper and printed on it was uh, different books you could buy and their prices and everything. I didn't look at the prices, obviously, and I wish I had kept that so I could say, hey, uh, mother and father, I'm sorry for making you spend that much money on a, on a GD book. Um, you know, I'm always curious to see, to, to go back and I wish, I wish, I wish I had kept that stuff. Um, so, you know, what, what do you guys think? Do you guys remember the scholastic book order, uh, where, you know, you basically put the, the name of the book and its price and then you your parents entrust you with an envelope of 50, 60 bucks and say, hey, give this to your teacher. Uh, I mean, when you're in grade school, you don't know any better. But uh, um, Or there was also the Scholastic Book Fair where they brought in the, these big crates uh, that would open uh, like such. And, you know, on it was every book that was ever in the Scholastic Book Fair, uh, the book order. Uh, and those days were great. And even though, I mean, if I go back in time and I watch myself as a little kid, uh, those days probably were like maybe 15 minutes we were in that place. Uh, but as a kid, it feel felt like almost the entire day would go by and you'd be looking through books like, oh, that's cool. And I remember I didn't ever buy anything. I, I just don't remember ever buying anything. Um except for uh, a lot uh, I was kind of a nerd okay <laughs> first of all this is the level of nerdy and I'll tell you the next level of nerd that I kind of was in grade school because I thought it was cool um, I bought a dictionary uh, from the scholastic book fair you know kids buy books about you know trucks or dinosaurs or maybe the newest captain underpants I bought a dictionary now it's not that bad it's not as bad as it sounds because this dictionary every couple pages had a, a comic strip of garfield so you know maybe one day i needed to learn the definition of s uh, san san i don't know make up a word and i needed that definition i go in there i look it up and there it is you know i look up the word i get my work done 
then I treated myself with a little Garfield comic. Uh, so it was pretty neat, and uh, you know I still have that somewhere. It's floating around uh, in in a box somewhere. Uh, so you know everybody loved those days. The Scholastic Book Fair is something that'll resonate with every kid in Canada, maybe the United States. I don't know how much they read there. If you're American, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm ignorant. Uh, the producer loved circling the books I wanted in the magazine. Yeah, in the little book order, I would always circle like, hey, that one looks cool. My friend would be like, oh, yeah, man, this, this is the newest version of I Spy. Remember that book? That shit was crazy. I spent months looking for I Spies, and I always remember, if I could find them now, um, I don't even know if I could to this day find a lot of the stuff because some of those clues at the end in the I Spy books were – uh, like they were like cryptic and it was like, I spy a shovel, I spy a wrench, I spy a picnic bench. And then the second part would be like, I spy something that sleeps in the dark and never gets lost. And then the second one would be something cryptic or, or even more cryptic. And that's, that's what I remember of I spy. And I always, to, to this day, I can remember how I couldn't figure out the difficult ones. Uh, but, you know, I always like to look at the pictures because even when you look at it, there was like somehow they had like these really little miniature teddy bears and like little tiny glasses. And there was like always little tiny guitars <laughs> and like clamshells everywhere. Uh, and each each page had its own theme. Uh, there's one p page. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to try to find this uh, and I'm going to do it, complete it um, to show you guys. It was my most memorable eye spy that I did was it was like a puppet show and there was two puppets and they were dressed like those French clown kind of things. If I pulled up a French clown, you guys would know exactly what I'm telling like a mime, but with front with clown clothes. Um, and it was that, and they were on a stage and there was a lot of little details and everything. A lot of things were in different colors. And that's what I remember them being super tough. So if you guys remember, I spy, uh, you know, haul at your boy. I spy. Always ordered those. Uh, if I didn't get them for Christmas, I ordered them through the. Uh, I tried to order them through the Scholastic Book Fair. Scholastic, you owe me a ton of money, and I mentioned another company here. Uh, oh, Littlefoot Foods also owes me a ton of money. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? We're gonna have some more viewers coming up here. These microphones get more painful, or headphones more painful every single week. I do and don't do this show. Another thing I want to, uh, you know, go back with you guys on, and I remember these from uh, when I was watching, I used to watch Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, I think I may have talked about these on the show before, um, but they were a great snack, and uh, they were, according to this bag, they were only 99 cents. Uh, and there's actually a campaign, <laughs> okay. <laughs> First of all, don't sign online petitions. Why? Because they don't do a thing. I know. It's nice to hope. But they don't do a thing. Because it's easy for everybody to get there and say, oh, you know, I sat behind on my phone and I signed this petition. And it doesn't mean anything. But this petition is actually to bring back uh, Doritos 3D. Um, so... It actually, it's a closed petition. It's on change.org, as all those other pointless online petitions are. Uh, this petition had 764 supporters, so I don't think it's enough to bring back Doritos 3D, but they were basically, uh, I'll try to show you guys here. 
they were like little puffed up Doritos. Um, and you can see them there. They were like, they just took a Dorito chip and they pushed air into it, I guess, made it like a little, little bubble and you'd eat them like they were like kind of like bugles, like, uh, but yeah, 3d Doritos. Uh, I would love to see those come back. So that's again, something else that reminds me, uh, of being a kid and a little nostalgia in the trap here for you guys. What, uh, have you guys come across anything nostalgia related, um, that you're like, maybe, wow, uh, I don't know. That's, that's wild. I don't remember seeing anything like that. Uh, or I don't remember seeing that in a long time. Uh, I do recall seeing something online. Um, oh, it was <laughs> a picture of this dude's, uh, blockbuster membership card. Uh, so I don't know if you guys can see that or, um, um, you guys remember what it was. Uh, the producer saw Pogs in Target a few weeks ago. They still make those? Are you sure? Because I remember Pogs existed between 95 and like 2001 when my school banned them. And then they were gone. Uh, I thought they were gone forever. I don't know. Uh, they were called something else. That's pretty wild that they just changed the name. Um... I'd like to know what they're called. Uh, that would be good to know so we can inform our viewers or listeners uh, what the new version of Pogs are called. And if, if, if you know, you see them on the street, is there a black market for Pogs? Uh, you know, that's pretty wild that they're still out there. It's still a game. Uh, people still consider it fun. Uh, pretty wild stuff. Um yeah, around when Pogs existed, uh, definitely Blockbuster existed. And a membership card uh, looked a little something like that. I don't know if you guys can see that very well. It's really hard to show a phone on a computer screen. No? All right. But it's basically it's a Blockbuster membership card and it had a little number on the side. And it was a piece of cutout cardboard. And they would laminate it. It wasn't the nice laminated. It was like the shitty quick laminated because they had to bang these things out because they did about 200 million of them a month when blockbuster was the place to be on a friday and saturday uh i remember i bought one of my first movies uh not one of my first movies but i remember um you know renting the little engine that could uh when i first started going there that's actually where i bought um the Star Wars trilogy on VHS, that's New Hope, uh, Empire, and Jedi. Bought those on VHS. I uh, still have those somewhere, somewhere, as well as the first five Rocky movies on VHS. I had to have those. I think those were from Costco. I uh, spent like a, a good 14 months allowance on the, the collection of Rocky. So, anyways, Blockbuster, you go there, you rent some stuff. I remember renting uh, Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. That was something I rented from Blockbuster. Uh, you know, I can see why it died, but it's still pretty cool. And this is it's just something that, you know, you, you talk about in the future, and kids won't be able to say, hey, hey, man, I can relate to that. I remember that. No, they won't. They won't remember Blockbuster. They'll say, you went to the store to borrow a disc to play at your house to have return it and then if you didn't return it you you paid a late fee that's insane kids will never believe that's even real kids will never believe that zellers is real kids will never believe that um i don't even know that we didn't have internet 
we live in a time without internet. Um, it, it just it blows my mind. You know, you there's a million things you could you could throw at a kid and in, in twenty years from now and like, hey, you remember Blockbuster? Oh no, man, I don't. I don't remember Blockbuster. Uh, another thing I remember uh, nostalgia I tripped on was these. Uh, little spoons. They came in cereal boxes, uh, mainly tricks, uh, cereal boxes. So they had the bunny head on the top of the spoon, and the color of the plastic spoon would actually change colors uh, based on the temperature of the milk in there. So if you guys remember the uh, tricks color changing uh, spoons, let me know. Did, didn't eat a lot of tricks when I was a kid. Had it just to get the color changing spoon. <laughs> I'm again, my parents. I'm sorry if you spent a quarter mil on a box. Uh, of tricks i didn't know i just wanted the spoon so my apologies to uh, my parents bank accounts on a scale from mr rogers to michael corleone how gangster would you say you are <laughs> i think i answered this a couple weeks ago but uh actually i don't remember if i did i i'd say i'm probably i probably i'm not mr rogers because i'm i'm not like this wholehearted sweet you know put my sweater on put my shoes on one at a time kind of dude um but i'm also not head of a crime syndicate like vito corleone but i am a godfather i'm gonna go against the family that was a bad impression okay don't 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 clip that and, and blackmail me with it because i know it's bad everyone knows it's bad um but i would say i'm probably around gangster i'd probably have to say i'm about 10 i don't know because i'm not a savage and i'm not like a bad person and i don't hurt people but i'm also not mr rogers that's tough what do you guys think i mean of me do you think i'm sweet innocent little uh, shirley temple or am i the nastiest most vile internet personality you've ever seen let me know how gangster you think i am <laughs> on a scale from maybe yeah on a scale from that from uh mr rogers to uh vito corleone what do you guys think of me it's probably a bad bad time to um, ask a question like that 30 years from now you're hired to write stranger things Big show. We'll talk about that in our movie minute. That's set in the late 2010s. What nostalgic things or situations do you put on the on the show? Um, it like I said, if you're putting a, like a 2010 version of uh, Stranger Things, that's tough. Um, you know, 20 years from now. 30 years from now what's big in this decade this past decade you got Fortnite dances cell phones uh the kardashians the hmm <laughs> you know i don't know it's hard to define uh, the 2010 to 2020 uh because nothing really crazy happened um if you guys can think of something that was absolutely crazy that that would be featured in an episode like like i mean like the 80s had um the 80s had a personality they had like uh a feel that you could replicate and 
you know, and Stranger Things, again, we'll talk about this later, but Stranger Things did that with the 80s, where other movies might have just done more subtle. The Stranger Things gladly flaunts the 80s. And it has that that neon pink, that that floral shirts, uh, tight jeans, you know, um, average household, you you know, your, 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 suburban mom kind of at the pool spoiler alert um with the kids with the dad work nine to five uh you know the new malls were, were just being introduced um you know it has that vibe that you can feel uh the music as well uh, i feel like if you wanted to replicate the 2010s uh it's all going to be i don't even i don't even know it's mumble rap <laughs> a lot of it is like mumble rap you know like in 2000 and um, i want to say six ish we had that guy named uh what is it soldier boy and chingy and if you were to epitomize like the early 2000s in a way you could say it was like chingy that kind of that kind of pop rap with uh that was a big in the that time like that uh, it's more of a poppy sound uh, where it is like gangster rap, <laughs> not gangster rap. I should say this is how this is how not gangster I am. I'm showing my true colors. Um, you know, it's hard to say what identity 2000 the 2010s uh, would have. Hopefully, it's a little more interesting in the 20s. Um, but I feel like you know, 2000 to 2020, nothing's changed much. Uh, the way we dress, the way we we talk, the way uh, we deal with technology, the technology we do have, uh, I don't think it's going to change a lot in 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 the thirties uh, in thirty years. So, you know, in thirty years, when it's two thousand and thirty nine, forty nine, wow, wow, <laughs> when it's two thousand forty nine. It's hard to say because I don't know how different that year is going to be. And and you can sit and you can predict uh, all day long how, how different you think 2040 is going to be. And it's impossible. It's impossible. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, what epitomizes the, the, the decade of 2010 to 2020? uh let's go from our petition for doritos uh whatever they're called to a news story here five guys were arrested uh, after a fist fight broke out there were no reports of uh anything um in florida no uh no major industries when injuries sorry when cops arrived at a, um, this location, uh, now is there any <clears throat> any guesses as to where uh, this fight, this fist fight, broke out in Florida? Okay, I'm gonna read the article a little bit, and you guys gotta tell me where these uh, these five guys were arrested after a fist fight. Uh, and a brief and brief and rather cryptic Facebook post that started to go viral soon after it was published Wednesday night. The Stewart Police Department said little more than a <clears throat> than a, little more than a lunchtime fistfight had broken out at one of these these places. <clears throat> I'm not going to say the place because it'll give it away. Three juvenile males and two adult males were charged with 
Afray and possess and processed at the Martin County Jail, the department said. Under Florida law, a fray is a first-degree misdemeanor charge resulting from two or more people fighting in a public place disturbing the peace. Uh, okay, there you go. You learned something. A fray. Uh, if you get charged with it, it's just two people fist fighting and disturbing the public peace. So where do you think these guys were arrested at? Um, there was five guys, five of them. They were all arrested uh, for... You know, going fisticuffs uh, at this place. I don't know what. What's your what's your guess here, guys? Uh, let me know if you think you you have the answer. So again, I mean, this is Florida, so it's not nothing surprises me now. I read this article, I was like, yeah, it, it would happen. Um, so just type in your answer, whatever you wherever you guys think uh, it would be, because that helps me talk some more, and sometimes. Talking to myself is really hard, and playing games with myself when I know the answer is tough. Uh, so, you know, just uh, keeping this train rolling here. Welcome back, riders! How was your ride? Uh, it's been a long ride. It's been like three weeks of no rides. Uh, this roller coaster has been down at MIA. And under repair for a little while. So I'm glad you guys are back here with us. Uh, we're just catching up on uh, a little bit of nostalgia. And we're just getting into some news stories here. Uh, before we get into a rather heated and pretty um, pretty hot topic movie minute. Uh, which we have a lot to talk about in just uh, a little bit. Uh, we want to know... Uh, if you can guess where this fight broke out, where five guys were arrested uh, after they started a fist fight, uh, let me know. Let me know in the chat if you guys think you know. Uh, uh, also, we're talking about nostalgia. What, remind, what food reminds you of being a kid? Uh, do you remember? Do you remember? Uh, shoot, what was the, the thing? 3D Doritos? You know, let me know. What, what food reminds you of being a kid? Of course. <laughs> so we'll let you guys stew with that one. Um, see if you can guess. Uh, this is a scary uh, story. About four or five hours away only from our, um, our what's it called? Our Windsor office, our Windsor studio. Um, there was, oh my, this is the worst website I've been on. How are you ABC News and your website is shit? Un unbelievable dude you'd expect a lot more out of abc news uh so a baby alligator was found far from the tropics in the parking lot of a grocery store outside pittsburgh on friday morning the fourth alligator discovered near the city since may an employee found the two foot long two feet long it's a baby it's that long okay creature near a garbage can at the giant eagle grocery store in shaler about 10 miles north of pittsburgh guys I don't know if this scares you, but alligators live in, like, Florida. They live in, like, South Carolina. They live in, like, Georgia. They don't belong up here four hours away in Pittsburgh. Next thing you know, in you're going to have infestations, and you're going to go to the river, and you're going to have... You're going to have alligators swimming on 
your Windsor turf. You're going to have alligators swimming in Detroit River. No. No, no, no. So I don't know. What is this a result of? I don't know. Is it a result of global warming? Maybe. Possibly. It's crazy. And this isn't the first time. This is the fourth time they've found an alligator. Uh, what would you guys do if, you know, you're out. You're like, oh, what a beautiful morning. I think I'll go to the beach in Grand Bend. And you go there with your family. And there's an alligator attack. It's Lake Placid. Or it's Anacondas. <laughs> Or, you know, it's one of those movies where the, the Jaws, you know, stuff like that. Would you be terrified? Absolutely. Would you go back to that beach? Hell no. I'll just, you know, and then they're getting people swimming pools. I don't know. Hey, the fact that they made it up to Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, where it's not hot all year round, pretty wild shit. So that's, uh, that's just a little snapshot into some global warmage news. Uh, definitely. Definitely scary stuff. Glad to have our viewers here. Welcome back, writers. <laughs> Guys, how long if you left your car parked on the side of a street, untouched, no license, no insurance, nothing. If you parked it on the street, how long do you think it would be on that street before it was towed away? Honestly, without anything, and maybe because like the the parking switches sides, I'm gonna give it about a year before it's towed. But this Cadillac, maybe it's because it's vintage. I don't know. Seasons change, but the old rusty Cadillac parked on Brooklyn Street remains the same, according to estimates by a longtime neighborhood resident. It's been there since 1994. 25 years later, the 1971 Caddy made its final run being towed away by the New York City Police Department after a Windsor Park resident complained. The New York Daily reports that a vehicle uh, was a local landmark. Like I said, it was owned by an elderly man reportedly suffering from mental illness who was unable to take care of it. According to local residents, interestingly, the 1970s sedan has a, had a current New York inspection sticker. Okay, so it's... It's, it's up to date. After a recent complaint, however, the car was ticketed by a street cleaner and shortly after towed by the NYPD. So 25 years is a very long time to for a car just to sit there. I mean, I even in a junkyard, they, like, they, they squish them and they send them off. And you don't see that car. So this car sat there as a national monument for 25 freaking years. So... That's as long as I think Rock and Roller Coast uh, has been alive. You guys are not chatting with me, and it's driving me crazy. We'll get there. We'll get there. It's okay. Um, active chat. It's good chat, you know. Don't be shy. Don't be shizai. Why <laughs> Don't yell at me with all caps. Uh, I don't. I, I get scared and intimidated. Um, you know, I, I remember we used to have a, a viewer. Her Their their name was Jer Jaju. Uh, and I don't know what happened to them, <laughs> if they're still, uh, still kicking. I hope they're okay. You know, it's good to have you guys here. Um, you guys going to guess where this fight broke out at... Uh, 
you know, this fight broke out somewhere. It's just a little junkyard brawl. Where did my mouse go? Oh my god. There it is. Okay. <laughs> oh, Rock and Roller Coaster already knows the answer. It's not Disney. Uh, the producers actually... I'm, I'm going to read you the headline again, and I'm going to give you another guess. Five guys were arrested following a fight that broke out outside this place. So, <laughs> I mean, do you think they like, kind of they planned that and said, hey, listen, I'll fight you, but there's five of us. So we have to go to five guys and get arrested because then we'll make national news and they'll talk about it on air with Jer. I bet you, I bet you that's, that's their mindset. That's exactly why they did it because they knew they'd make uh, on air with Jer uh you know news and this is this is international news all two viewers you know that's the way it goes this article kind of scared me with the uh the, the headline dying birds fall from the sky screaming and bleeding from their eyes a horrific incident in australia almost 60 birds have died in a suspected suspected poisoning in australia after falling from the sky screaming and bleeding from their eyes and beaks in front of horrified onlookers in a scene like something out of a horror movie rescue is called to deal with the calamity said 50 to 58 to 60 birds uh, they found near a school oh god near children uh had ultimately died oh my god this is this is scary is there video? I hope there's not video of this. Oh, if there's video of this, I'm so sorry, you guys. Oh, it's like pictures of these birds. And, like... That's wild. I would like to know how they were poisoned. Suspected poisoning. I don't know how you... Po I mean, I guess you just put it... The species of bird is protected within Australia. That's crazy. That's crazy and scary that they found it near a school. Um, and imagine how scarred your kid uh, would be. Hey, little Timmy, what did you do today at uh, such and such daycare or such and such elementary school? Well, mommy, today I went outside for recess, and these birds started screaming and falling out of the sky. And then you think your kid's possessed because that could never really happen in real life, right? <clears throat> Like, oh, my four-year-old, what did your four-year-old do at school? Oh, you know, it drew pictures of <laughs> birds bleeding from the eyes and falling from the sky. Um, that's something you see out of The Omen. Oh, there's, speaking of Jer Jaju, welcome to the show. Uh, it's been about three weeks, probably more, since we've all sat down and had a little chit-chat and, uh, you know, spent some quality time. Spent some quality time with each other on a Sunday evening. Uh, so we're just talking about uh, birds that scream and fall from the skies with bleeding eyes. I spy bleeding eyes and birds that fall from the skies. <laughs> that's that messed up. That kid's messed up, and that's what he's going to see in I Spy books from now on. It's another grade school massacre. You want to go to school today? No, I don't want to because birds might fall from the sky and die. Okay, that's a fair. We'll change schools. Also, I feel like that's the beginning of a horror movie or another or season four of Stranger Things, which we'll talk about in a little bit. 
Welcome five viewers. Um, Jam five one nine online. Welcome back, morons. How is your more? And FYI, you're the moron. So whatever, you know what? Takes one to know one. Yeah, brother Jacobs in the chat. We were just talking uh, about uh, nostalgic things, and I don't know if you remember three D Doritos uh, or the Scholastic Book Fair uh, when we made our parents uh, spend outrageous amounts of money on. Um, just books, books we never read, books that are sitting in boxes right now. Absolutely wild stuff. So imagine you're at, uh, you're just at school, and birds start falling from the sky. Hey, what are you still mad about? Maybe something happened, and you're still mad about it. Talked about this a couple weeks ago, so we're not going to talk about it. If you guys, hey, if you guys weren't on the show a couple weeks ago uh, and you want to chime in, what are you still mad about? Uh, maybe you didn't, maybe you bought your last, um, your last deck of Yu-Gi-Oh cards and you didn't get that card you wanted. You're still mad about that? Um, let, let me know what you're still mad about. And I, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to not let things go. That's just the way it goes. Jam509 commenting, Calvin and Hobbes, ooh, I remember you always had those and you had like 18 of them and there were so many and you bought those from the Scholastic Book Fair, I think. I'm pretty sure. I mean, don't quote me on that. Uh, but Calvin and Hobbes, <laughs> very funny. And I remember you showed me this one uh, little comic strip where uh, this kid got got hit in the back of the head with a snowball and his eye, he pretended that his eyeballs popped out. And, you know, I don't know, 10-year-old 10, 10 brother Jacob probably thought that was the funniest-ish on earth. Uh, so he still reads that stuff. I would probably still read it. It's probably online. You can find endless amounts of comics. So Calvin and Hobbes is what what uh, the book fair was all about for JM519. Uh... Here's a tough question, and if anybody can answer this, uh, props to you. How many sides do a circle has? So let me know if you guys know how many sides a circle has. What do you say when someone knocks on the bathroom stall that you're in? So you're sitting there, or you're you're in, you're occupied, um, and someone knocks. Yeah, rock and roller coast. How many sides do a circle has? Yeah, it's not a hard question. How many sides do a circle has? And yes, I mean, <laughs> you know, if they knock on the, you just hear, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, what? Hey, you know what's scary is if they don't say anything at all. Um, you just knock, and then they knock like harder, and then it's Michael Myers. <laughs> that is terrifying. Yes, Jam five hundred nine. That was the joke. It was just the question that was online, and it it made me laugh because it's the English is just so bad that I had to ask. So if I'm in the stall and someone knocks on it, uh, I I've said occupado like a, like a. I don't know if that's Italian. Like, occupado. I don't say it like Italian racist like that. It's not race. It's because they're white. But I don't say like occupado. I say like 
uh, usually one sec. I'll be like one sec. Um, man, that's tough. I'm trying to put myself in in a stall, and and someone knocks on the door. Um, this is where you need VR. This these kind of questions is where VR comes in so handy, um, because you can't really answer those on the spot. You got to uh, rely on you know your imagination. So someone knocks on the door. almost done one sec yeah uh, all that stuff uh, <laughs> would be funny and i want to try is you know, just tell someone to f off maybe one day uh or, or hey you want nobody and listen here's if someone knocks on your stall and like they're in a hurry here's what you're going to say to them to ensure that that person never knocks on another stall as long as they live this is what you're going to say to them first Jam five when it says hold uh, hold on I'm almost dead, hold on it's almost dead oh what the hell yo okay <laughs> listen you don't have to but you can explain what you do in a stall um, that you would say that to somebody that will that will make them not ever knock on again on a stall again uh, or you could say or you just say come in. <laughs> And they'll be like, oh, oh, I'm, I have to go. And it's an easy, you know, you make them stop saying that forever. Um, knock, knock. I'm shitting. I'm pooping. Come in. What are they going to do? Come in? I don't. I think so. You guys have anything on your mind that you, uh, you want to talk about? Maybe been keeping it pent up inside. What is definitely worth paying more for, even though it is more expensive? Uh, here's one thing: toilet toilet paper. Toilet paper is worth <laughs> spending the money on. Uh, man, I don't know. That's a that's a tough one. Someone asked me that throughout the week, and I was like, she, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to, to there's a couple other things I want to talk about, but, uh, you know, it's okay. That's okay. Here's, here's what's, here's what's what, okay? Here's what we're just going to do, because it's, it's, there's too much to not talk about. Did you give a call to the police today? Uh, oh, okay, whatever. I'll share it for the audience. Uh, sitting at a stoplight and uh, windows are down. I wasn't driving at this point. Um, windows were down and we're sitting at the intersection and we hear that sound of two cars hitting each other. And I knew, hey, there was an accident around here somewhere. Uh, so I looked over to the left and at the intersection, you could tell like this Chrysler minivan it hit him hard. Uh, so the one guy, the guy that got hit, pulled into the parking lot, and the the other guy, the guy who hit him, looked like he was going to go around the corner to stop, but he took off, uh, and everybody was laying on their horns to him. 
Uh, so we got his license plate. We shouted it out to the guy who got hit. Like, hey, this is license plate. We'll call 911 for you, yada, yada. So we called the police. Uh, and she's like, uh, whatever, police, fire, emergency. What do you need? Uh, I just said I'd call in a hit and run. Um, you know, uh, happened this in this intersection. And so we're driving down the road. And I'm not shitting you. Out of the left hand, this guy turns out of one of the side streets and books it down one of the main roads that we're on. And we're like, oh, there's no way uh, we're following this guy. Uh, so uh, we followed him for a little bit until we, like, as far as we could or we wanted to because we were going our separate ways. Uh, and then, you know, we stayed on the phone with 911 and, and let them know what was going on. But this guy, uh, he hit him hard. Like, the Chrysler was really messed up. Uh, and, you know, don't be, the moral of the story, don't be a scumbag because you're going to get caught. Like, you're going to get caught being a piece of shit. So, um, you know, that's what happened. Uh, it was a, an adrenaline-filled thrill ride. A white-knuckle, action-packed event of the summer is what they're calling it. Um, definitely quite a story. So, yeah, we, we uh, definitely got somebody in trouble today. And that is that is good, my friends. But that, that, that's, we said, that, that's something that you could put in a movie. Which is a nice little segue into our movie minute. Uh, there is a ton to talk about. Okay, the first of all, the first, <laughs> the first of all, um, was big news that was coming out uh, in uh, at a San Diego Comic Con. Like I said in the top of the show, uh, the biggest movie event uh, of the year, uh, where you get a lot of you know insight into what's coming up uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, the biggest news, and everybody heard about it because they knew it was coming, was Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'll give you my verdict when I go through what's up, what's coming out. So basically they announced, Kevin Feige got up there and was like, Hey, I know with the end of Spider-Man Far From Home, which we'll talk about later, um, that kind of ushers in the end of Phase, uh, phase 3, and we're going to jump right into Phase 4. Uh, and they actually announced the lineup of movies. I don't know where the heck I saw that. Uh, but anyways, I'll just go through the movies and we can kind of, you know, decipher, pick and choose. And I'll tell you what I'm uh, most hyped for and what I'm not hyped for. Uh, our, the first one coming out most, like, this is in order of appearance. Uh, Black Widow coming out in 2020 uh, as of May 1st. Uh, so it's basically a movie about Natasha Romanoff. We all knew it was coming. Um, the movie about Black Widow, obviously a prequel to, um, obviously a prequel to what happened in the events of Endgame and Avengers. Again, there's spoiler alerts here, but it's like two months, three months later. So too bad, too bad. So sad. Okay. Uh, the producer saying they look so good. I, I beg to differ. Uh, we're going to go and we're going to pick and choose, uh, see what we're going to, we're going to filter out. We're going to uh, be a little bit more picky than that. None of the like okay Black Widow I don't care I don't I'm not gonna watch it you know I don't think I'm invested enough in the character uh you know especially after you know what what's happened in the last you know ten years with that character it's not worth it for me uh, so kind of an odd movie uh, to start with uh, you know Phase Four uh, to me there Phase Four is like basically restarting Phase One so you you're starting from scratch. And then the movie after that is a movie called The Eternals, and and here, like this, I was like, uh, okay, what is this? 
this is just another ensemble movie and a ticket to get someone's name into a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. And it's it features Angelina Jolie, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, who I absolutely can't stand, and I don't think he's funny at all, uh, David Tyree Henry, uh, which he's a pretty decent actor, uh, and uh, Richard, I think his name is Richard Madden, and he plays on a show called The Bodyguard. Uh, which is apparently a pretty big name. And this movie is just, uh, it's its kind of an unknown plot, um, but it's a movie about the Eternals. Uh, so the concept and the, the script's still in development, but that's coming out after uh, after Black Widow. After that, you got Black Panther 2 coming out in 2021. Obviously follows the events of Endgame and what happened to uh, Wakanda after uh, producer saying she's excited for most of it, uh, besides Black Widow. Oh yeah, I don't care about that one either. Yeah, I'm I'm done. Like, I don't know. There's some stuff I'm gonna pick and choose. Like before, I I never missed aside from Ant Man, and the first Captain America. I have seen every single other Marvel Cinematic Universe movie in theaters. This Phase Four, it's gonna delete that. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss a ton of them. Um. This might be another one, Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Circles, or Ten Stars. I honestly don't even care, because like these characters sound so uninspiring, un like eventful. They're just like bleh, like I I don't know. I, maybe I'm just still bent or still hooked on that phase, that phase one to three Avengers. You know, the four main characters and the rest are kind of support supporting, but it fits it up. Here's the one that that everybody's excited for. I am pretty uh, excited for. Um, you're right. Shang Chi does feature Canadian. Pretty interesting. Uh, different. It's different for the MCU. So I suppose uh, the next one coming out in 2021 uh, is Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay. Everybody loved Thor Ragnarok. I don't believe there's anybody out there that can say Thor Ragnarok wasn't one of the best MCU movies. Uh, everything about it was um, it was fresh, it was new, it looked, it felt, it sounded different, and it wasn't your copy and paste format. Although it was, it was, but it was copy and pasted in a different font. Um, and that's not a play on words, because if you've seen the title card for this movie, uh, it looks pretty interesting. It says Thor, Love and Thunder. Does it sound like a porno? <laughs> uh, maybe. How is Thor 4 coming out before Guardians 3? Listen, they haven't even written Guardians 3. So if they're going to uh, write Thor Blood and, Th uh, Blood and Thunder, that's a song, Love and Thunder, and then find out a way to work him into the galaxy, Guardians, so be it. Uh, the only thing we really know about Thor Love and Thunder is that Natalie Portman uh, is back for a big paycheck. Because face it, who doesn't love that cheddar? Um, so she's coming back in a. According to Taika with Titi, uh, she's going to play the female Thor. Listen, I'm not as invested in Thor uh, and the character of Thor to to be anti-female Thor because I always knew that was a thing in the comic books. Um, I hope she doesn't become female. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a writer, and I don't write Marvel movies, and I don't know what they could even do. Uh, so there's a lot of brains that come together. Um, you know, I feel like there's uproar that, oh, hey, 
you know, there can't be a female Thor, but there can be female other things. And it's just like, why are you picking your, your battles so weirdly? Uh, I don't know. But we're not going to go down that path because this is a family show. Uh, everybody loves Thor. I love me some Thor. I'm hoping this one kind of matches the tone of, of Ragnarok. And you know what? Hey, Ragnarok saved Thor. Before Ragnarok, Thor was like the worst Marvel movies. Honest to God. Lowest rated, boring as SHIT, um, and just not fun to watch. So you kind of, you would avoid them. Uh, but now, hey, Ragnarok, basically Ragnarok Part 2, happening after Endgame. Uh, you know, cool. If he, if he hands that, that mantle down to Natalie Portman, I'm comfortable with it. She's an OG. She she's brings it back. Uh, Valkyrie is already the head of Asgard. Now, here here's what's going to happen. The movie's going to be about a big love triangle, and it's going to be about Thor, Valkyrie, and Natalie Portman's Jane Foster. Uh, yeah, it, so it's kind of adding a little bit of depth and character into Thor instead of just, you know, just making it about this big brawl dude. Uh, so changing the tempo of the MCU is, I think, what they're going for in, in season uh, season uh, phase four, which, you know, slow things down. I'm cool with it. Uh, not going to hurt my feelings. By all means, take your time. Uh, here's Now, here is the one that I read a little bit about this, and I knew it was coming, and I didn't know, like, the title, obviously, and this is what Comic-Con's beautiful for. Uh, Valkyrie is bisexual, so maybe she'll end up with a lady. Hey, it's 2019, so why not just do that to every single thing that we watch on TV and movies? Uh, the most exciting one I uh, I look forward to, and it's and I'm looking forward to it now, more because I read about what they're going to do with this movie uh, as opposed to just, hey, it's a sequel to Doctor Strange. So uh, Doctor Strange um, is getting a sequel. Uh, they're calling it... Um... Oh, man. I forget what it was. I have to go on my favorite page of all time. Rotten Tomatoes. Honestly, if there was a website that summed me up in like a nutshell... It's Rotten Tomatoes. I am a slut for Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Mm -hmm. Now, what's so interesting about this movie is that it's not your typical, like, you're not your, your, your you know, story building. Uh, you know, Doctor Strange was very much a puzzle piece that fit into a puzzle that was 95% complete. Uh, and so it couldn't be what it wanted to be. It had to be what it needed to be. That, that sounds confusing as shit. Uh, but uh, everything about that was your, your formulaic uh, you know, Marvel movie. It followed that and introduced and melded with characters that we'd seen before. So after all that, I'm like, okay, it's, just, it's another origin story. It had to be told. Uh, and this is how it fits in the MCU. Now that he's already in the MCU, he's going to take the limelight. He's going to step in the front. And he's going to get a different kind of tone. And here's what could really be successful about this movie is that it's going to be the first Marvel Cinematic Universe movie that is filmed and treated like a horror movie. Now, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what does. The closest we've got to a horror movie in, or what I was hoping for a horror movie in the MCU or any Marvel movie was Venom. When we saw Venom, there were scenes in that movie uh, where it could be, had the potential to be a horror movie. 
Uh, but if they're going to go Doctor Strange, what better character to put in a horror movie than Doctor Strange? Going through multiverses, you don't know what the hell's out there. So uh, definitely treat it like a horror movie. Love Cumber Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, can't wait to see what they do with Doctorverse uh, into the map. Into the multiverse of madness. So this is where you could introduce like that end of Spider-Man Far From Home multiverse that they're teasing. Again, we'll talk about that in a little in just a second. Uh, but that's where you could get this multiverse coming out of nowhere kind of thing. Um, and we're just going to blow through these next ones. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy num number three. Uh, this, in my opinion, it probably will be the last Guardians of the Galaxy. Am I okay with that? Yeah. The first two were like, Okay, I watched them. I know the producer's going to light me on fire for that. Uh, but she loves those movies. Uh, so, you know, I, just like the way I like, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Whatever, so be it. First Guardians, it was different. And this is what makes these movies so different, is when they take a totally different approach. And you, you, you got to agree with me out there when you're listening to this, is that... If you take a movie and you don't copy the formula, you make it something different, you get success. What made Guardians of the Galaxy so successful? Anyone? 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 Bueller? Bueller? What made Guardians of the Galaxy so successful? Chat, 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 chat. Waiting for it, waiting for it. No, not Chris, not Chris Pratt. He's a very charismatic dude. Um... But there was one quality it had that's made it stand out from other, you know, ensemble, like, like hey, this is this the Avengers in space. Like, what made it stand out? I am Groot. No, that's a character. It wasn't characters. It was the music. Never in a Marvel movie have you ever seen the music play such, like, a, an important part in a movie and, and differentiating it. Because if they just use like a generic score or they didn't have that part of um, that Peter Quill character, which is a, a very vital part of his character in that movie, you would have just said, oh, you know, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like, it's just a, a movie. But um, it definitely, it, it gave you something to rewatch that movie. It gave you something to appreciate. Uh, and the fact that they, they brought in the humor, I think, uh, for me, Guardians was like the first one where they started to introduce humor. Uh, and then it slowly started to pick up with like your your Tom Holland, you know, that's more comic now. Your Thor is more comic. Uh, it allowed that in. And that's what I, I do appreciate about the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and a third one is, the third one is keeping it relevant, but not beating it to death. So... Uh, I think this is a good opportunity for them to, to tie that all together. Uh, Mr. Blue Sky will always make me think of Guardians. Now you're right. Uh, and that's what movies do for people. And that's what that's they did a good job. That first scene in Marvel Guardians 2 when when they, you know, they match the scene to the music, that's what that movie does. And that's what I applaud them for doing. So, Guardians Volume 3, that hits theaters May 5th, May 6th, 2022. So you still got another three years before that bad boy hits the screens. Uh, potential Spider-Man 3. Uh, that'd be cool. Nothing announced at uh, Comic-Con. Uh, and the, another cool thing I'm actually looking forward to 
uh, is a reboot of Blade, uh, an old Wesley Snipe movie uh, that, you know, it's about a vampire. Uh, I think he's a vampire and he hunts vampires. I, why, I don't know. But they're going to be remaking that with uh, the casting Mahershala Ali, who is a fantastic actor. Whether you're watching him in mediocre movies like, uh, I think it's Alita, or you're watching him in, like, uh, I can't remember else what else I've seen. him. Maybe this year's best picture I've not seen, Green Book, uh, where he, he wins. The guy acts and he, like, he wins. So he's a good actor. I look forward to that and, and him introduced into the MCU. Tom Holland signed in for that. Uh, I didn't get to see the after credit scene. Yeah, Tom Holland will keep doing Spider-Man for a while. Rock and Roller Coast didn't get to see the end credit after credit scene. Uh, the Mahershala Ali guy is the one. He's great. Um, it was dope. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this symbol. Okay, or or this symbol. I'll just do this when it's okay to turn the volume on because I'm going to talk about the post-credit scene uh, at the end of uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, I mean, unless you're going to go pay to see the movie again, that's the only time you'll see it. But uh, so when you see me do like this, you can turn your audio back on and, and the spoilers will be over. So I'm going to give you three, two, one. We're going spoilers. Um, so at the end uh, of Spider-Man Far From Home, basically he picks up uh, MJ or Mary Jane and... Uh, he swings her through the city, and I liked it because it reminded me of when Kirsten Dunst, uh, Kirsten Dunst was swinging through uh, New York with Spider-Man in Spider-Man like one and two. I really, really enjoyed that part. And then he lands in I think it's Times Square, uh, and then on one of the big screens right in front of him. And honestly, the the crowd, like the theater, went nuts when this happened. So the screen comes on, and it's like BugleNet.com uh, or Bugle.net. It's a TV, like a news online. And on the screen was, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, J. Jonah Jameson, played by the same J. Jonah Jameson that was that was uh, uh, in Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. So you're asking, hey, why is that relevant? And why does that blow your mind? It blew my mind because, A, I'm like, damn. That was the best Spider-Man movies. I want to see more of that. Uh, also, it opens up the possibility of a multiverse. And obviously, we're going to get a multiverse. But it opens that multiverse and saying, hey, if that J. Jonah Jameson exists in this one, that means he, at the same time, if it's the same dude, same character, uh, actor, he can also exist in the Tobey Maguire thing, uh, the Tobey Maguire universe. And since we didn't see J. Jonah Jameson in the Spy the Amazing Spider-Man uh, movies, we'll just assume. So, uh, my thing just froze. Did you say what happens in the scene? And did you, Julie, say she missed it? Yeah, I I'm talking about it now. Uh, we're just we're just talking about how uh, you know the screen comes on. It's J. Jonah Jameson saying uh, Gene Simmons, J.K. Simmons is the name of the actor. Sorry, uh, he plays. Uh, I have to find out. Yeah, it's probably on YouTube. So he's like, hey, Spider-Man did this, and this is Mysterio, and he shows the clip of Mysterio, and Mysterio's like, Peter Parker did this to me, or Spider-Man did this to me, He's he killed me, yada yada. And then he says, 
Spider-Man's real identity is, and then it's just Peter Parker, and it's in the middle of Times Square, and Peter Parker, or Spider-Man does, like, one of those, uh, you know, holy shit kind of things, and that, that blew my mind, because that, that there alone, well, to me, anyway, uh, kind of showed the existence of a multiverse, and the possibility out there that, you know, Tobey Maguire existed at the same time as Tom Holland's Spider-Man. That's wild. That is the coolest theory. And I was like, <laughs> that, that honestly, that is what put that movie at like an 8.8, 8.5 to a 9, 9.5 uh, for me. And that's all it takes. It doesn't take much to really turn the volume dial up uh, all the way. And uh, and they did it. They did it. And I, hey, they snuck it right under my nose. I didn't know it was happening. And I'm very impressed. Uh, needless to say, if you haven't seen Spider-Man Far From Home, I gave it a 9 out of 10. Uh, absolutely phenomenal movie. Did I like it more than Endgame? Eh, maybe, probably. Uh, that's because Mysterio is a very sentimental uh, character to me. Um, I've always enjoyed Mysterio. Uh, always been my favorite uh, Spider-Man villain. So, for me, it kind of cemented that as a top-tier uh, Spider-Man movie. So, if you haven't seen it, go see it. And let me know what you guys think. Because, like I said... That's some top tier shit, man. Spider-Man Far From Home, on point. My producer just sent me a picture of oh, my cat. She is so little. Uh, most cats, when they sit, they look like turkeys, like cat loafs. Uh, when my cat sits, she looks like a little Cornish game hen because she's so little. That's what I call her. So, Shout out to my Cornish game hen. So, we're talking about... Uh, Spider-Man, good... And now that that's come out, uh, we're going to look towards uh, blockbusters that... I remember when Gilbert Gottfried... Yeah. <laughs> but cats... Yeah, that's pathetic. Um, I, I, we're going to go into our movie trailers just to see what's a, a little... I, I love doing this. I like to see what you guys think about these movies, and I like to, you know... Uh, force my opinion and see what you guys like also there's a bunch of other disney uh plus subscription shows coming out uh from marvel i'm not gonna watch them i don't care one's loki one's wanda and vision i don't know how that makes sense because of what happened uh one is uh the one i might consider is Ka um, um the falcon and winter soldier uh because i like both those characters both those movies so without further ado let's check out uh this week's trailers uh, first trailer comes to us from Comic-Con. It's the first trailer for Top Gun Maverick. I've not seen the original, um, but we're going to watch it, and I'm going to tell you how interested I am on a scale from 1 to 10. 30-plus years of service. Combat medals. Citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. You should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are. Ooh, Ed Harris, haven't been in a... Captain. Haven't seen him in a while. Why is that? One of life's mysteries, sir. 
end is inevitable, Maverick. Your kind is headed for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. kiddos i i'm not seeing the first top gun uh movie i don't know what it's about i don't know what it's about what <laughs> what is involved uh apparently based on the dialogue that we see between ed harris and tom cruise uh that tom cruise is still around and he should be a two-star general whatever the ranks are my <laughs> right, it's about pilots. <laughs> pilots. <laughs> My first impression when I first started that set movie, I'm like, "Wow, this movie looks great. It looks it not. It doesn't look like a fun movie to watch, but it looks like a good like it's beautiful to watch. Right? It's it's photographically, it's a good looking movie. But then I started watching. And I'm like, oh, they started doing all these like these runs with the planes and whatnot." Like, yeah, it looks great, but it also looks like U.S. Uh, kind of propaganda and not propaganda, so it's a harsh word, uh, but it looks like one of those movies that, uh, you know, kind of tells what, you know, hey, this is the U.S. Air Force. Join the Air Force. You can be like Maverick uh, kind of thing. Um, the plot, basically, the Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot pilot, fighter pilot Tom Cruise is sent to the school, his reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with the other pilots, especially the cool and collected Iceman. Uh, but Maverick isn't the only, com only, isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot. He's also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. That's the that's the sum of the first one. Hey, found sounds pretty interesting. Uh, I I love the music for that movie, uh, but I don't know. I don't think I'll ever watch the movie. Uh, so uh, you guys are probably on the same boat. I know my producer definitely is. Uh, she's definitely not going to be uh, watching that one. I'm gonna save that trailer for later. Oh, F, they're all playing. So, <laughs> that was wild. Uh, so let's check out this uh, is the newest trailer for It Chapter 2. Um, if you can, if you could stomach the first one barely like I did. Let's check it out. With me. Kids riding bikes. I never left. I remember all of it. I have Top Gun music stuck in my head. <laughs> Wouldn't have the same effect on this trailer. Kids drowning. Some <laughs> over clowns, dude. We made an oath. Yeah, that was like John Boyega in Star Wars. <laughs> if it isn't dead, James McAvoy. If it ever comes back. Hey, you know what? They did a really good job we'll here. Come back to is picking people that look like the grown-up version of those kids. Absolutely impressive. Wow. 
can't let it happen again. Number six, people. It's two months years. from now, almost. I dreamt of you. I craved you. I missed you. We need to finish it. For good. I've seen all of us die. It consumes us from the inside until we don't have a choice anymore. You lied. And I died. family fun right there people um rock and roller coaster said this trailer is dope uh i'm excited for it love me some mcavoy james mcavoy is ten thousand percent uh you know what here's here's why i didn't like the first it and maybe you can agree with me or sympathize with my my trope uh that i might not is the reason i might not hate uh, it chapter two is that the sniveling little brats and their one-liners and those GD kids throughout that movie absolutely made me want to turn the movie off. I couldn't stand the kids. And every one of their characters drove me nuts. Uh, also, clown movies are, bleh. but I will give chapter it ch- ch- it it two to it 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 two it two it two oh whatever whatever. It chapter two might give it a watch, uh, just because uh, not in theaters. So I'm gonna give it a watch, not in theaters. But uh, you know, I, I think you guys are excited. It looks like a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think the first one wasn't scary to me. It didn't scare me. It didn't shock me. It didn't surprise me. Uh, but it did annoy me, so that kind of hurt the second one. But I'll still watch it uh, when it comes on to the satellite. <laughs> it too. <laughs> Tit. <laughs> Just with that title alone, you're going to have to give it a rated, uh, you know, NC-17 title just because of the title Tit. Uh, so... If anybody wants to go to the theater and watch Tit, I mean, let me know. I guess I'll go on a cheap day. Uh, but that comes out in September, so uh, let us know. Our next one is a prequel to a little movie called The Kingsman, uh, which came out a few years ago. Uh, I This one, I'm, I'm looking forward. Again, I'm not watching this trailer, so you're going to get an authentic, real reaction from me. Um I'm looking forward to this one because I know Ray Fiennes in it is in it, so I am. I'm gonna watch this first with you guys here. Uh, so let's check it out, 
This one's called The King's Man. So I'm changing it up a little bit different with the title. Wasteland. This looks like uh, World War One era. Called it. I'm good. At, I'm good at movie directing. Throughout time, our people robbed, lied, and killed. Until one day, we found ourselves noblemen. But that nobility never came from chivalry. It came from being tough and ruthless. Real power is not found running off to war. Real power lies in understanding of doing your duty. Come on. The King's Man. Okay. I've not seen the first two. Should. Heard. They're great. I think the producer... Um, producer is pretty excited for that. Uh... Never saw the first. Yeah, okay. Let's. I, I gotta go back on the the chat. Uh, Kingsman was good. The second one was fucking dumb. Yeah, probably because Halle Berry can't stand her. Can't stand ya. Uh, the producer Voldemort. Yes, the Ray Fiennes who played Voldemort. And and just a little known fact. If you don't know this, it's not pronounced Ralph Fiennes. It's Rafe Fiennes. And you can quote me on that. It's how to pronounce his name. So if anybody says, hey, you know that that actor. That guy played Voldemort, Ralph Fiennes. Like, no, it's Rafe Fiennes. And if they don't play it, say it correctly, sue them. Producer, yeah, the first one is cool. Rock and Roller Coaster says, I'm a... Oh, I'm a celebrity. World War II movie. Dude, World War II movies look great. When they're filmed correctly, they look really good. That trailer, like, still for still, looked good. It had some nice shots in there. Uh, and that's very important when you're watching a trailer or a movie. So it could be bait and switch. Who knows? Uh, so it is an origin movie. Something happened in the second one that I won't say made me so mad. Uh, it was so dumb. So, you know, what? eventually I'll watch it and I'll let you guys know what I thought of Kingsman. Uh, but that's the trailer for Kingsman. Uh, looks good if you like some Rafe finds. Here's one that uh, I've not been... <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of hype about this trailer. Uh, but I don't know really what to think about it because I've not watched it. So um, let's find out. You'll know that these kind of movies are the bane of my existence. And I absolutely can't stand them. Um, but, hey, I've seen Cats uh, when I was in grade school. And you know what? <laughs> let's, let's see if this is 
what I think it's going to be. So this is a trailer for the first trailer, debut trailer for the movie musical Cats. Meow meow. <laughs> What the fuck was that? <laughs> I haven't seen you before, have I? Open up Yo, is that true? If you find the meaning of what happiness is in a new life. I knew it. I knew it. I was just going to say she's going to play a crazy, weird, little hyperactive, awkward, fat cat. And there it is. Oh, okay. Sorry, shut up. Shut up. That's been on air with chair. <laughs> I'm out. F this shit. <laughs> uh... Hold on. <laughs> um... No, don't play this. Stop. No. Okay, so reviews are great. It's horrifying. Oh, Jesus. Oh God, not again. I love actual cats, but this is actually horrifying. Jay Hudson is in it, so Jerry's out. You goddamn right. Uh, she's the same character in every movie. I can't believe you played that. Dude, I am so mad. I've never... That's the closest I've come to shutting a trailer off in this show. So, oh my God, dude. Did you see... That was horrifying. Who, who is going to see that? My mom... Who likes musicals maybe wouldn't even watch that she'd take one look and say are you kidding me what is this shit why do you have it's like i it's like when you take a really shitty photoshop and you take taylor swift's face and put it on a cat body dude i'm gonna start doing that and say 
hey guys, I made a movie called Cats. Check it out. And it's going to be my cat with like my head on it and one with like rock and roller coaster on it. I, I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. And if that even gets nomination for one Academy Award, I'm done. 100% done. What a way to end this show. One more thing we're going to talk about real quick is a um, is a quick little – basically these guys I watch called Red Letter Media, uh, they put together predictions of what they think will happen in Star Wars uh, Rise of Skywalker. And they, fan, they found this fan theory uh, that has to do uh, with time travel. So to, t- to set up – uh, one of the guys were talking about their predictions for Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, and they said, hey, this prediction involves the end game type of time travel with uh, with Ray and them going back and forth because of the, the, the Death Star and whatnot. So here's a couple points that they pointed out that kind of convinced me and said, hey, this might be a time travel movie because time travel is all the rage right now with Endgame. And this might be what ha- uh, this might be what happened. So, uh, with a little context, uh, basically they're just chatting about the uh, the Millennium Falcon right now, and they're gonna tell you exactly why they he thinks uh, it's a viable uh, prediction. Sorry, the actual one. Uh, here's a couple photos of it. Curious and actually, Jim. Jim's looks better. And actually, Jim's probably looks better. And he said the circle deflector dish is back, which got knocked off in Return of the Jedi. Oh. And. They had that stupid curved one. Yeah. And I looked in the trailer, and they show it flying through a, the, the the vortex, and the circle deflector dishes back. There's a Palpatine laugh. We see Leia holding the A New Hope medallion from the awards ceremony. And another thing, Ray has Luke's lightsaber, which was utterly destroyed in the Last Jedi. Also, from Disney's perspective, everyone is dead. There are no new Jedis, and there's nowhere forward to go. You can only go back. So that's that's an interesting piece of, uh, you know, a little something to sleep on uh, while we conclude this episode of On Air with Chair. Uh, get everybody hyped up for uh, what's right around the corner in five months from now. Four months from now, almost. Uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, but this has been on air with Jer. I uh, hope you all enjoyed. Um, don't go see cats because that looked miserable. And that's it. Don't forget to tip your servers. Look both ways before you cross the road. I'm Jer, your host, on air with Jer. Good night. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.